Ma chérie, elle a des secrets dans le cœur. Ma chérie, elle a des regrets, des rancœurs. Oh, ma chérie, elle parle doucement, doucement. Ma chérie, n'aime pas les mouvements, mouvements. Mais j'aimerais l'emmener, l'emmener, l'emmener. Mais j'aimerais l'emmener, l'emmener, l'emmener. Mais j'aimerais l'emmener, l'emmener, l'emmener. Pourtant, ma chérie, elle veut me sortir de son cœur. Je te donnais mon cœur. Et maintenant, c'est notre guerre. Et je vous fais baisser jusqu'au bout de la terre. Parce que t'es mon manégaire, mon manégaire, mon manégaire. Mon petit, t'es mon manégaire, mon manégaire. Yeah, thanks again for tuning in. This is The Activated Podcast, your boy Ibu. Uh, oh, man. Oh, man, do you hear that? Do y'all hear that? It sounds like a celebration right now. So we get a round of applause. We are back again. Happy Friday, everybody. This is how we get down. I need to take a moment to just, just to kind of excel a little bit. To excel because today, actually when I first started last week, day for day on Saturday marks the one year anniversary of the podcast and there's nothing less than you know, I need to breathe again. You know what I mean? That being said, thank you, thank you, thank you once again to everybody that's been supporting the channel, that's been listening to the podcast. This goes without saying, without y'all, I never would even get to this milestone, really, ever. You understand what I mean? So for that, I just want to give it a quick moment of thank you. Give a moment to, to thank you guys and also to recognize the support that I've been getting. It's really, 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 really incredible. It's amazing. It's amazing. And also today, as I've been posting on my social media, I know I haven't been as active as I would like to be, but today I get to pick three lucky winners that have entered the contest to win a free um, free T-shirt from Activated Podcast. This is simply to say thank you for listening to the channel. I appreciate you. Um, here's a t-shirt that you can now wear and um, this is so that yo I've been supporting this dude and um, in a sense to give back you know what I mean so I want to thank you to all of you guys that have entered and um, I've now randomly selected you might not be able to see if you're watching the camera or even listening to it but I have I went through tallied everybody up um, the rules were there as many entries that I can some of y'all really want ham right, uh, which increase your chance of winning today, but um, regardless, I really want to say thank you to everybody that took the time to tag their friend, we're just trying to bring awareness to the channel, to the podcast, uh, by doing a giveaway, and for that, you will be receiving the first prize winner gets a sweater, and I hope that the sweater fits, because I realize I only got one sweater left, but that being said, I'm going to pick two more, and I'm going to give y'all uh, your pick, whether you want a black shirt or a white shirt like I'm rocking right now, or you want the special Afrofest edition one that I have a couple of them remaining. So thanks again for everybody. And uh, we'll go in just about a minute, 30 seconds. I'll go ahead and uh, spin the wheel that I have in front of me. You guys can't see it, but uh, trust me, I went through it a couple of times, and I am ready to give this price away, okay? I know we were supposed to do it last week, but things have been getting a little bit hectic, but we are back on schedule as as I promise you that we will continue to be. Special kind of episode today. I know it's been a while. I haven't had a chance to really talk to 
Um, let my thoughts go a little bit. A lot of things have been going on, so I'm looking forward to that for today. Uh, also, as I'm talking to you right now, maybe I sound a little bit better. Um, a big gift of mine has arrived. Um, you know what I mean? I'm trying to step my game up. I'm trying to step the uh, quality of the product, especially when it comes to audio, because I keep telling people to have podcasts. There's no point of doing a podcast if you can't really hear what you're saying if it sounds like trash. You know what I mean? Which is the whole purpose behind it. You know what I mean? I be listening to people podcasts and we got dogs barking, um, people talking, uh, fans spinning in the background. But you know what I mean? So hopefully today I sound a little bit clearer. Okay, got drinks and water. Sound a little bit clearer. So we get, let's get the show rolling. Okay, so now I'm going to go ahead and uh, for the first winner, this uh, person... We'll be getting a free sweater, free activated sweater uh, as a thank you note for supporting the channel and also entering into the contest that I posted a couple weeks ago and I kept kind of re, uh, reposting here and there. Um, so we get to join started. So, number one. Right. Y'all hear that? We have a number one winner, which is... At N. Dambe. Dambe? Oh, man, she gonna kill me. I know exactly who this is, but she gonna kill me because I kind of misspelled it. It's not my fault, okay? Okay, so shout out to you. You get a sweater. Um, she's been supporting the channel for a while, so uh, number one, it goes to you. So we got first winner. Uh, let me make sure that I copy this and put it in the notes so I don't forget who won. And we'll spend two more. Okay, so number two. Oh, shout out to, shout out to my girlfriend uh, Amelia. She's number two. She won a T-shirt. We'll get to ask her which color she won. Thanks again. Um, and shout out to Amelia by the way. She was on a podcast a couple weeks ago. Uh, when it first first started, sometimes last year I got to link up with her. Uh, episode called Vegan Killer. You might want to go check it out. She's supposed to be coming back, and we're supposed to be chopping it some more. So shout out to Amelia. You are my number two uh, winner. I'm going to pick one more, and then we're going to proceed and see who the third winner is. So let's see. Uh, I promise you I'm not cheating. These I put everybody entry in here. I got about 20 or so. Um, so let's pick the last person. Last person is Curved Mentality. And shout out to, I don't know if I want to put a real name out there. So I will be picking you guys. And uh, I want to say thank you to everybody else that has participated. I really, truly appreciate it. So the three winners have been picked. And, oh, man, I'm really messing this up. But, hey, it's activated. We're not claiming to be correct. Uh, We just want to do the right thing. And Amelia and Curved Mentality, I will be tagging you guys tomorrow and um, link up with y'all as to when y'all want to pick up your prize and things like that. So thanks again. Uh, this is to celebrate the one-year anniversary for Mr. Activated, Activated Podcast. And uh, let's get into today's show. Hope y'all ready.
So, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to get into, um, today episode might be a little bit personal for me, um, as I want to share a little bit of what's been happening to me, what's been going on, um, a little bit of insight, um, some things that I learned, of course, which is the point of the podcast, and so we could grow and get better together. Today celebrates a year, uh, I can't, I can't put an emphasis on how much I really appreciate y'all tuning in every week. It's incredible because last week, and we're going to get right into it, last week I got a chance to do one of my bigger hosting gigs um, since I've started. I got to host the Fali Ipupa concert. I was there. Shout out to my co-host, uh, Gav, for being in the building as well. It was me and her on stage. And I really, for the first time, got in front of the people and I was so comfortable. It was crazy. And uh, throughout the night, I kept taking snap, but for whatever reason, in that venue, my snap wasn't going through. And by the time I got home or realized what was going on, I lost all video evidence of what took place. Which kind of, I mean, it's a little bit frustrating because it's like, damn. It's almost like if I didn't post it, it didn't happen. But uh, nevertheless, those that got that were there and got to witness it live know that it was an incredible show from beginning to end. So, shout out to everybody. Uh, and I also want to talk about that a little bit as well, Fali Pupa. For those who don't know, he's a Congolese international artist, um, by far one of the most known artists in, um, in all of Africa, actually. He he is a French artist, but also he caters to a lot of, of the Western side and uh, English-speaking country as well. Um, so, he, he came to Toronto after... Many, 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 many attempts. Many, many re- first time ever working on a project of a concert with this particular artist. I remember it was five years ago, and we made an attempt to bring him in. Last minute concert went canceled. See, here's another thing too. I want to explain to those the buy tickets, then put their trust into the promoters, the MC, or whoever else is behind the event. Is like everything leading up to the concert takes so much time. As frustrated as the public is, you got to also understand some of us that are put on the bill to either MC or promote whatever it is, we also have to deal with those consequences when these projects fall through last minute. And this has nothing to do with anything that we're doing specifically, has nothing to do with what the promotion team is doing. It's just sometimes the deal falls through and these artists never show. So we've been working on this as far as I can remember. It's Afrofest weekend where we had started promoting this event and the original date was supposed to be August 31st and that fell through but he ended up showing up on August 13th here in Toronto and by far one of the biggest shows that I've personally been, been a part of and also in terms of performance he put on a two hour show everybody was super happy uh, I was stoked I, I damn near almost cried I damn near almost cried because at the very beginning, I get on stage and um, I, I entertain the crowd for a little bit, and I introduce uh, my co-host, shout out to Gal. She came through. Um, we held it down for about a good 45 minutes to an hour, give or take, and then I introduced the artist, and then I got off stage because once I do that, I like to go in the crowd and kind of enjoy the moment with everybody that's been there supporting. So I was in the crowd, and I was looking at this artist perform, and I damn near cried. I cried because I start to remember, like, all this hard work that we've been doing. And you got to also remember, this is 
maybe the third or fourth attempt that we're trying to bring him in Toronto, and he's finally here in Toronto performing in front of about, I believe, six, 700 people, give or take. Um, and it was bananas. It was the craziest thing I ever been part of. Like, I came down the stage, and I felt like I was floating. That's just... That's how much the crowd had energy and energized the whole event. And I sit there and I was like, damn, I really could cry right now. Like, it was it was incredibly touching. It was incredibly touching. Uh, I didn't cry. I just went on and uh, kept it moving. And, and it, I mean, it was a busy, busy night. Then we went over to for the after party and handled that. But... What I want to tell you, and, and when I'm speaking about crying, and which is what I want to get into today's subject, a topic that I want to talk to you about is the the art of crying, if I may say. So I personally have been dealing with, I've been battling with some personal things that's been happening to me. Um, just to kind of give everybody a summary without getting into too much details, that some things that I've been going through uh, well, my personal life has caused me to to go ahead and seek therapy. Therapy. So now, when we talk about therapy, and even when I speak to my my family about it or my sister or whatever, they look at me like, "Yo, what's going on?" Like, you go, you know, what I mean, we all assume that it's about somebody going crazy. But in my case, it was really to 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 get to understand certain feelings and to to get better in a sense. So I was dealing with a situation where um, out of nowhere and anything beyond my personal control, uh, things came to an abrupt end. You know what I mean? It was it was nothing that I did. It was nothing that I could have controlled. Um, it's almost like getting fired from a job uh, right before you thought you was going to get promoted to, I don't know, whatever it might be. So I remember sitting there and, and, and thinking shit through like, this is actually, this hurts, this sucks. Um, when you realize that you've invested so much time and energy into a certain situation and you gave it your best shot, uh, the best that you could ever, you know, I mean, it doesn't get any better than this, and things to come to an abrupt end, you're thinking like, this can be. So the first thing is, you know, you start to fight it. You start to want to understand it. Uh, you even start to sort of blame yourself about the situation. And it has to do with a lot of feeling that you recognize from maybe your earlier age. I ever in my life ever felt like this twice. This was a time when I was a teenager and I was going through the motion of even liking somebody. And then you put time in. At the time, you know, we, we like to think these feelings are innocent, but everything that you experience in life comes from a certain memory or a certain timeline. So when the situation was, wasn't going like I planned, I started to feel like I felt a few years back. And I hope I'm doing a good job of explaining it without giving too much in. I mean, and, and the reason why I'm not getting into that nitty-gritty of details out of respect uh, for everybody else that was involved in this. So, I mean, it's not... I don't want to throw them under the bus or whatever it is just because I feel like to get on my podcast and talk about it. But I will because there's a point I'm trying to make in terms of um, seeking therapy, not because you're losing your mind, but because you want to understand certain things and certain emotions better. So while this was happening, 
Um, I went ahead and I was trying to deal with it. And shout out to my good friend. I, I was on the phone with her almost every day trying to trying to express how I was feeling. So I'm at a point in my life where I don't un, I don't want to be tough because society has been telling me men don't cry. I don't want to not show emotion because society has told me showing emotion is for the weak. I don't want to not understand how I'm feeling because I want to put up a front and make everybody know that not everything good, evil got it, right? So when I was talking to my friend, I was like, keep hearing about this therapy shit. I should get a shot. I should give it a shot. I should go and see if I could figure out things. See, the thing about asking your friends for advice is that it's only so much insight that they could give you. Because your friend usually would either encourage you, try again, or don't give up, or whatever it is. But you're like, this is a weird feeling. It's a weird feeling because I started feeling like I was going to shut down and um, may not be able to recover, move forward from this, and almost to be damaged good. And shout out to also the young man that came on the podcast last week. We kind of had that sort of conversation at the end. But just to tell you that when I started to feel like that, I was like, you know what? For the first time in my life, I would take ownership and go seek therapy just to see if we could figure out some things. We all go through hurtful situations. We all deal with rejection and things not working out and and emotionally cold or unavailable, whatever you want to say. So I told myself, you know what? I'm going to go and deal with this therapy. Now, number one, the hardest shit, to find is a black therapist. I'm going to be honest with you. I wanted a black therapist because I wanted to be able to have somebody that could relate to maybe my struggle or actually look like me so when I'm making certain references, they they can understand it. Um, a week or two passed. It was the hardest shit. And finally, actually, I left a message and she finally got back to me. And I was even shocked. Like, oh, shit, like, I didn't think I was I would hear back from you. So, anyways, um, long story short, I go see this therapist, and um, and I've been going since then, and about six sessions now. Um, so we we were walking through. Um, she was trying to make me understand, or at least get me to a resolution, because they're not there to give you advice on your personal stuff. They're there to guide you to what a resolution will feel like, or here's why you feel in a certain way. The first thing. As I'm sitting there talking to this therapist, the session is about an hour. The first thing she goes to me is that you seem to be unclear about the situation. And I go, I don't know if I'm clear or not. She was like, well, you need to reach out to that person and, and have a conversation. I was like, I thought we did, but I don't know what's going on. So what she encouraged me to do is to go back and seek a final. It's almost like, eh, you're not sure. It doesn't hurt to ask, hey, here's what it is. Yes or no. You know, like when you're young, you put it in your little note, paper, whatever it is, and you send it, you go, hey, would you like to go out with me? Check the box, yes or no kind of thing. So I was very um, cloudy or unsure of what that situation was. 
as the first thing. And the second thing that she told me that really kind of resonated was she was like, you need to make an appointment and cry. So I was thinking like, this therapist crazy as shit. I don't paid all this money for you to sit there and tell me I need to make an appointment to cry. She's like, because it seems like every time you get to that, to that stage, you hold back. Every time you start to get deep into a situation or you get emotional about it, you hold back. So you don't cry. So you like, you know what I mean? You hold that back. She's like, why is it important that you cry? It's because crying, it is a natural human feeling that we all should be experiencing. It goes back to me saying that growing up as a man, we we're told not to show emotions and not to cry. So essentially what that does is, um, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with the four agreements, which I've talked about earlier on in the podcast, maybe last year or so. If you've not read the book, you should, is that when we're young kids, before our innocence has been taken, not taken from us, but as a young child, the most fearful person that you'll see in life is a young toddler. They go around touching shit. Hot shit, cold shit jump down, they have no sense of fear because they have not experienced certain things. So as you go through your life and you experience certain emotions, you start to make these agreements in your mind that I've been heartbroken. I don't want to feel that again. So I will shut down that emotion. I don't want to cry. You've been told men don't cry. So you shut down that emotion. So then when you feel like you're about to get there, you kind of hold back. And she was telling me it's very good that we experience these emotions because it is the natural thing for any human, and it's not gender-based. It's really about feeling an emotion, feeling sad about something, feeling happy about it, and expressing these emotions to the fullest. So she was telling me that, and I was sitting there looking at her like, damn, she might have a point. So I started to think back, when was the last time I really, something was emotionally rattling to me to the point that I shed a tear? Um, I started to think, and I couldn't really remember. I think one time uh, it could have been the got into all my pops back in the days about something, and I was so hurt about it. Maybe I would have cried and things like that. But even when I was telling my sister about it, she was like, "Yeah, that's true. I've really never seen you cry before." So the first. That's when my mind started to open up to certain things. Because for somebody not to know you and to assess that right away, it's like, I understand that I've been holding on to a lot of emotions. So when you, whenever you feel like you're about to get there, you hold on. So I'm here to tell you, especially for you fellas out there, it is okay for us to feel how we feel, to cry, to laugh, to, to feel hurt, to be heartbroken. All that stuff is, is normal, and it does not make us any lesser than or quote-unquote, weak as society has put us to be, in a sense. So therapy, to me, that was like the first time I went. And walking away from therapy for my first session, I felt like a little bit of relief, a little bit clearer on how I was feeling, why I was feeling a certain way. Um, I'm very self-aware, which is what my therapist say. Like, I'm very in tune with what's going on. Um, I just got to dig a little deeper into maybe being vulnerable and letting these emotions happen to the full extent and not being a gatekeeper and holding back 
to the best of my ability. So when we talk about that, and I was like, yo, this is good. I need to come back. So I scheduled again. I went back, and I want to talk about another session that I had, which I had another break to. So the second time, um, I went back to, um, for, for the situation for which I went initially. I went back to her, and I told her, listen, I, I'm accepting what has taken place. She go, oh. I said, I'm accepting it because I went back and I was reading the conversation I was having this, with this person. And um, I told myself, she really, this person has really said everything that they meant to say. And, and it got to the point where I felt like she was, the person was saying it over and over again and I was missing the, I was I was missing that moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't paying attention to it to the full extent. So I went back and I read it, and one of the last conversation or the last text, and I even saved it as a reminder. So whenever I feel an impulse, because the problem by feelings is the heart wants one thing and the mind wants another. So it's a constant, it's a constant thing that you're battling with day in and day out. And especially the worst is when you have some alone time um, that you get to kind of fill in the way. And the worst thing you could do is drink. Drink or smoke or whatever. Because whenever you do that, it takes you automatically to that state. So I try to, you know, I keep it sober as I possibly can. So, so I went back and I read and I told her, listen, I've not accepted what has taken place. I've not accepted that this really has nothing to do with me. It is not a mountain that I could move. It's not a gift that I could buy. It's not a word that I could say that would change the end result of what has taken place. So number one, what I need to do is to accept. And here's how this goes as deep as it goes is because a lot of times we have not accepted what has taken place. And because of us not accepting that this things or life is happening, we are still caught up in, I'm trying to fix it. No, it's me. It's not you. It's not. It's, listen, for one time, for once in my life, I took a shot with the best intention behind it. And for the first time in my life ever, I could tell you that it didn't matter the shot the outcome was already set before that shot was taken. And honestly, it was a matter of time before it got to what it got. So once I've learned to accept that, I told myself that I need to get better, feel better, continue my life, handle what I've been doing, um, take this as a learning experience, and... You know, you take it on the chin and you go. And I even stopped telling myself, maybe in the future, blah, blah, blah. You know, this thing that you, you tell. I've fully, 100% have accepted this and I told myself, cool, you're good money, let's carry on. And once I told my therapist that, she seemed like she was very happy. Um, and then I also told her, like, so how long does these things, this feeling, how long does it last? She said, it could last a week, could last a month, could last a year. There's no telling 
when this thing is supposed to happen. But in the meanwhile, you need to go out and enjoy life. And as we got to talking more, one thing that really stuck with me is that she told me that I suppress my feelings a lot. And by suppressing these feelings, I've now became a master suppressor. What that means is that you become so good at playing the game. Evil was good. Now nah, I'm good. I'm good money. How's life? Life is good, baby. Success. Success is here. I'm living it. Yo, I saw you on the show. You're killing it. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yo, your podcast is doing good. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm happy. But I'm happy in a very linear way. So being good at suppressing my feeling, which I've not been aware that I have been, is that when you, and I'm going to give you guys a metaphor, is like when you go play bowling and you put up the gutter balls, so that means there's no way for you to hit a strike. I mean, not a strike. There's no way for your ball, the bowling ball, to go into the gutters. So at the very worst, you might not even hit pins, but you should be able to hit a pin. Shit, you might even be able to hit a strike. Now, what that means is you're happy. Yeah, I hit a strike. Cool, we're good. Let's go, right? But, which is essentially what I've been doing. So I raise up the gutter balls. No chance for me to hit a gutter. Linear, I know I'm going to hit a pin. I'm going to be happy about the ability to hit a pin. Now, when you put down these gutter ball, these these whatever they call, uh, and there's a chance that you might hit a gutter ball, but you hit a strike, that feeling is probably a hundred times way more because you feel better. Like yo, I did that. I hit a strike with no help, pure skills or whatever it is. So you experience a very heightened emotion at that point. So because my guards has been up, I've been able to go through life on a very linear base where. I'm not too happy, and I'm not too sad. I'm enjoying life. I'm kicking it. But whenever uh, the meter um, raises or drops, it's there to stop me from feeling the absolute best or worst in any situation. Now, my therapist had told me that this is also part of life. You are supposed to feel very good. And hopefully not many lows, but you're also supposed to feel some lows, which then allows you to feel very high. So this is why um, I used to make jokes about not being emotionally available. Though it was a joke, it was truly a reality because my conscious have downloaded this, these parameters that because I've been suppressing things for so long, <clears throat> I've not been able to go high, very high, or very low. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. When she said that, it really clicked, and then everything makes sense, and I was just like, that's a fact. Now, here's why therapy is good, because in all the years that I've been talking to my friend, there's nobody that had been able to put it in that kind of light where I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe that's what's going on. You see what I mean? So in the few sessions that I've been going, uh, it's really helping me dig deep inside pain that I've felt throughout the years 
and really get to understand that these emotions, why they're there, uh, what's going on, being vulnerable, understanding why I feel a certain way. Uh, I'm not losing my mind, but I'm really exercising my mind. So it's like, you know, when you think about it, we go to the hospital, we get physicals. Um, we go to therapy, physiotherapy when we, you know what I mean, twist our ankles or hurt our back. Um, we go to, uh, for our eyes, we go get checkups. We go get our dental cleaning every six months, nine months, depending on how good your insurance is. But we seem to forget the most important part of our human system, which is our brain. And our brains also need exercise, which is where psychotherapy comes in play. Um, and I know I've talked to, about it about to a couple of my friends, and they've seemed to be very enlightened. Because the conversation, me saying, yeah, I'm going to therapy, the first reaction I usually get, like, people laugh. Like, you? I was like, yeah, me. Like, what you mean? Everybody got this sense of idea, like, what you going to therapy for? Your life is amazing. And this is why I also understand that, like, we all going through something in life. The worst thing, the most... The worst thing we could do to ourselves is to ignore these things and let it build up because sometimes it does not allow us to progress in life. The lesson learned here is that in order for me to be good to this world, I need to personally get better so I could give my best and help out as much as I can in terms of even sharing information on the, on the podcast or or whatever it is. It's like we take care of everything else. You know what I'm saying? We go, we take our cars for uh, maintenance and all that stuff, but we seem to forget that our mind is our most important thing that we have, and when that starts to to trouble us, and uh, this is when people get into like deep, deep depression um, and things like that, and this thing, if you don't look after it, almost guaranteed only gets worse from that. So, you know what I mean? So, I wanted to really, truly share that, and I hope it makes sense for the for y'all listening in and, and trying to understand a little bit. Um, if you want to talk about anything, y'all can hit me up for sure. I'm open. I'm an open book. I might be able to even give you more details uh, off the podcast to 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 whatever it is. Uh, reason why I haven't gotten into much deeper details is that I don't. I'm not sure that this information um, based on whoever I dealt with is like. I don't know if the we want to get to that kind of details, but just to make y'all understand is like, this is where I'm at um, right now. Um, shit, I got a session tomorrow to go to and just getting better. You know what I mean? One, uh, one session at a time, you know what I mean? So, so, um, that was the first half of the podcast. The second half, uh, we're going to make it short and brief. And, uh, I also, I've been, I've been, I was looking at, so there's a documentary on Netflix called The Minimalist. I don't know if that's a full title, but if you definitely type it, essentially is about two people that are going through, they've actually have flipped the roles in society in a sense. So these are the two people that were successful in their, you know what I mean, whatever school they went to. Um, they got to, to, they was getting... Um, at work, they was getting all types of promotions. There was really, y'all really need to check this out. I'm not going to lie to you. This really gave me, like, a sense of, like, what's going on. So I always tell my friends, like, when I get into these deep thoughts, it's either I'm crazy or the world is crazy. 
right? It's almost like either I'm off or y'all got or, or everybody else is off because why are we not on the same wavelength? Sorry about that. Why are we not on the same wavelength in terms of how we view things? So essentially, these two people went from living big dreams, big jobs, six-figure jobs, killing in that work, apartment downtown New York City or whatever it is, but realizing that this, the more they got successful in life, the more they got unhappy in life. Hence the title, The Minimalist. So essentially, the idea behind it is that they decided to trade everything, quit their job, um, sell their clothes or get rid of them to the point that everything that they own as a person is able to fit in one hand luggage. Think about it. Everything they own, from clothes to whatever it is, is able to fit into one luggage. Now, here's, the, here's what that is interesting is that they started to say that right away they were happy because they no longer had these feelings on these personal items. So I look around like either they crazy or I'm crazy because I own over, let's say, 40, 50 pairs of shoes. Um, I have all these things, you know, I got about 50 pair of jeans and all this stuff. And, and you know, you're always thinking like, oh, I got too much clothes. Well, I got to put this. Um, you know, it's always a mess around. You, you know what I mean? I was like, shit, maybe they're onto something. So then I realized that the true happiness, and I, and I know we keep talking about this, is that these things intrigue me because I'm like, look at some people that did the total opposite. Instead of chasing more, they decided to chase less. And by chasing less and wanting less, they reduce their pursuit. They've increased their pursuit of happiness to the point that they, I mean, what it seems like is very happy. I've actually, um, they wrote a book which I've ordered and I'm looking to get my hands on so I could um, get a little little deeper into the reading aspect of it. But I'm like, this is crazy. So the true purpose, so we got to start thinking about what our true purpose is. The true purpose of finding happiness might be, and I'm just planting a seed, might be into reducing the aspect of hoarding things, whether it's shoes or you want a big house or, or, or you know, we want a big car or whatever it is. If we start to retrograde that to the complete opposite, we might be feeling a certain way. Now, I know some of us is damn near impossible. We think it's impossible to do these things. I know even having a conversation about buying in Toronto right now, everybody wants a single detached house, but these are like $2 million, a million, 1.2, whatever it is. And we're not able to purchase these properties um, because it's way too high. And also, it's like, it's a lot of space. When we think about, I'm going to give an example. Uh, I live in a, in a house. I'm in the basement portion of it. And there's two other levels above me. During the summer, um, both my brother and my dad and my mom all went back home. They were in Niger for two and a half months. I was here by myself. I've never went upstairs for two and a half months at all. Didn't go upstairs to my parents' room. Um, I've went upstairs once or twice 
in the guest room because I had friends come over for the weekend for like a day or two. And then that was it. Now, in this whole house, my footprint could have been less than 20% because I spent most of my time in my living area. But this whole house is here. So it got me to think, like, do we really need all this space? Because you can only be in one space at a time. This house used to feel, feel very crammed. Now everybody moved out. My sister all married. Everybody moved out. It's just me and my parents. So it's like, it's so much space in here. Even in the basement portion, which is uh, my part of the house is where I live. I'm in the basement is that I have a small office, a kitchen, or whatever it is. But my only one part of the house, once, like, once at a time, like, I can only be in the office or in the living area or whatever it is. And I personally, I don't know why, I've always loved smaller spaces. I've, I've never been a fan of, like, big houses or, or big cars or um, if people that know me know what I drive. That, that's never been my thing. So And also in this documentary, they talk about having 30 pieces of clothing. From the shoes to your earrings to whatever it is, just 30 pieces. Now, my shoes alone, I have so much, which every time I travel, I have the hardest time because I don't know which shoes to take. Because I'm so used to have so many different options. So whenever I'm going, I can be like, okay, let me get the red one, the blue, you know, whatever it is. And it's like... What if our true happiness, here's the thought I want to leave you guys with. What if our true happiness resides in us owning less than us trying to own more? Because a lot of times, always having these conversations, we always want more, we want more money so we could put more down payment, etc. But what if we actually only needed a little bit? You know what I mean? So that's the thought I want to give y'all, leave y'all with. And um, thank you again so, so, so very much. I know this was a short kind of episode. I just want to say thank y'all for supporting the podcast for a year. We are a year in. It's not less than a blessing for me. And, um, man, it's I could I could definitely cry right now. You know what I mean? I definitely could cry right now on how I'm feeling. But once again, thank you, everybody, for always tuning in. And I want to give a special shout out to my girlfriend, Alve. Um, always, always, always tuning in and always, you know what I mean, engaging. And and, and he's probably the, one of the only person that could recite to me sometimes. He he could quote some of the things that I say. And um, this goes into what the purpose of the whole thing is. Is like, if I could share with y'all things that I'm going through and maybe we could normalize that we all are going through certain things. And that life is not supposed to be this perfect linear life that we live. We are supposed to feel high and lows. Hopefully, a lot more highs than lows. But that's all part of the make of a human being. And that we shouldn't feel like any lesser than just because we're feeling emotional, whatever it is. All right. So once again, I want to say congratulations to those three people that got picked to win. Um, I do have the name. Um, you know what? Emily, Amelia, and Lucy, shout out to y'all for playing. And you guys will be receiving your gear very soon. Uh, so once again, thanks again for tuning in. This is the Activated Podcast uh, on my new mic. 
and you've officially been activated. Thank you. Peace.